This is an ABC podcast. This is a warning that today's episode contains descriptions of tribal violence, death and sexual assault that may be distressing. Listener discretion is advised. Tribal violence is not new to the highlands of Papua New Guinea. It has escalated and changed over the past 20 years. There's been an influx of guns and general breakdown in traditional rules governing warfare. The violence is mainly in anger. Western Islands, Hela and Southern Islands provinces, and last year alone, 30,000 people were displaced. While the impact is felt by every victim, girls and women are uniquely affected. Men use rape as weapon of war, and the impacts are far-reaching. Displacement also falls hard on women who are trying to keep their families fed and alive. On top of that, tribal violence has closed schools, and for girls, the barrier to education becomes even harder. I'm Hilda Wayne, and I'm here in Papua New Guinea. Sisters, let's talk about the unique impact of tribal violence on girls and women. Today is Wednesday, the 15th of March, 2023, and I'm in Port Moresby right now. The whole week, myself and my colleague, Natalie Whiting, we've been prepping for our trip to the highlands of Papua New Guinea. And the specific project, the issue that we are covering for this trip is tribal conflict in the islands. For me personally, this is quite a... I don't know what I will see or hear when I get get to, especially the Hanga province of Papua New Guinea. And Sak Valley is where my mom is from. And I have families there who have been impacted by tribal conflict as well. So while I was doing follow-ups to check up with uncles and to find out what it's like there at the moment, I asked about my grandmother's gravesite and if I could go and see my grandfather and gra- uh, grandmother. Uh, sadly, my grandmother's grave is no longer there anymore, they said, due to tribal conflicts. They decimated the, the community, the tribal gravesite, and they were unable to identify the grave. So uh, it's going to be an emotional journey for me to get back there and... I guess, yeah, it is going to be an emotional journey for me just to go and not to see my grandmother's grave, uh, a place I've gone to since my childhood. It's raining. It's raining cold outside. Rain has been pouring down. And it was really busy for myself and Natalie Whiting yesterday when we landed at Wapnamanda Airport in Anga Province. We traveled the highway to Wapak Town, Anga Province's main city or town. We didn't check into the hotel and we had to join a convoy to a village down at a place called Ambum Valley. There was a death and due to tribal conflicts, the 
people had asked for a um, security escort so the police and the defense force personnel had to take the body over across dangerous territory just to deliver the body of an elder and the chief in the Ambum Valley. So we went there to just witness that ceremony and then we came past a place called Toll where many may know through the recent massacre of 11 innocent children and women and men as well up at all. We came past there and it was quite a sad scene to see a village that was very much supposed to be like any ordinary village where children are playing, uh, mothers are selling their fresh produce at the markets. Uh, it was no longer happening there and it was heartbreaking. The feeling of just emptiness, emptiness. And we, we saw freshly dug grave five to six gravesites that were freshly made. That was really sad to see five of them were boys. And then we heard that of the 11, one body was not returned and one was, a mom was pregnant. We spent about an hour there and spoke to the mothers. I saw a girl who just chatted with me and said she is not going to school because of that massacre and the tension as a result of that massacre. So we left whole with a security escort, of course, because it's so tense up there. And uh, we returned to Wabak Town today, and we had the sorry mamas waiting for us. Sorry mamas means sad mothers association. This association caters for widows, women and children who are orphaned, widowed through tribal conflicts, and also those who are HIV positive, disabled, mostly marginalized women and children. We met with several members of the group and their head, Lydia Kitungu. My name is Lydia Kitungu and I am from Kompiam Ambum district. I have seen a lot of neglected mothers in my district. There are many of them. I have gone into each wards and villages. There were seven of us who started this. We identified women who were widows, disabled, sick, divorced, separated, and we identified all these women and the name Sore identified all these women. There are men also in this neglected population. There are a lot of widows too. Total number we collected is about 6,000, and they're kids who need help. Kids are roaming the streets and with no help and are struggling. We started in 2021 and brought women from six districts and launched Sore Mamas Association. It's the first of its kind to bring all these women together. When we got here, I wasn't prepared for what uh, I saw and what I heard from the mothers. Most of them had traveled many long distances just to come and share their stories. And um, it was really, really emotional. Name Jane. Say name Kitungo. 
Jane is um, visibly uh, upset that her education, being a young girl and her education, um, a desire to get an education and um, a complete school was disrupted due, due to tribal conflict. Miss Kulopogara Primary, my main grade eight standard fight come up. Now all cookie school. So, I am from Mulitaka. I was going to school at Pogera Primary School and doing grading when fight broke out. They bent down school and I had nowhere to go and I am here now. I got married to someone in Kayap. I thought I'd be safe there in Kayap, but they killed two of my sister-in-laws. And my parents died, so I thought I was going to look after my siblings at Kayap. But another fight broke out again, and I had to leave my siblings at home, and I am here now. I need to get back to school because I am not old. I need to complete my school. You're listening to Sisters Let's Talk on ABC Radio Australia. Na Lomiem Jarana, na Lomiem Rosli. We have two widows with us at Sore Mamas, Roslyn Jaka and Bush Willie. Roslyn's uh, late husband was a peace mediator and he was murdered. I am from Kompiam. My husband was a magistrate and peace officer. There was a fight in our district and my husband went to stop that fight. I have four sons and one daughter. Our daughter was breastfeeding when he went to stop the fight and he killed him. We have not seen him. His children have not seen him. They must have buried him in the jungle. I am alone with five kids now for four years. We live at the border of Sipik and Wabeg. There's no car or aeroplanes that go there. It's in the jungle. My kids are not going to school. How will they go to school? I need them to go to school. But there is no way for them to go to school because they don't have the father. Papa no one. How many people got him on five love again? Yard stretch. How can I look after five children? It's really hard for me. I wanted to bring them today, but there is a fighting going on and roadblocks, so I had to leave them and come by myself to tell our story. There was a fight over land. My husband was a peace mediator to talk to conflicting tribes, but they killed him and buried him in the jungle, and we didn't get to see him. I took the kids and slept on the way to go see the father's gravesite. After paying our respects, we came back. The kids are not doing anything at the moment and can't go to school. Who is going to help them with school fees? I am worried about their education. There is constant tribal fighting, 
and no place for schooling, so the kids are doing nothing, and there is continuous fighting, so they are staying at home. I have kids from 16 to 12 years, and all of them are at home. I want them to go to school, but how will they go? I need school fees, and that's my biggest worry at the moment. And Bush Willie, she's got her children with her, uh, eldest daughter, who um, was supposed to complete, do a second year of nursing college, and she's also with her mom, and uh, they have, uh, the younger brother is also with them. Uh, Bush is uh, still in a hang and morning costume. The women who are widowed usually wear that for a certain period of time after the passing of their husband, so she's still in a morning garments, black gown, and her uh, head is covered all black. I am from Kompiam. They killed my husband and we have eight children. My daughter is with me and she is 25 years old. My husband was killed due to politics. My husband was working as deputy district administrator when they killed him. Now we are suffering because our only source of survival, our father, is gone. I am a housewife and I have no hope for the future for my kids. My daughter is supposed to do her second year nursing school but cannot because I don't have money for her school fees and the tribal conflict still hasn't died down. It's still tense. Second born was accepted at Port Mosby Administration College but cannot go. My third was accepted at University of Technology, but he can't go because we don't have school fees. Rest are in high school and they are all at home now. I am a villager and thinking of my children. It's hard, although they have done well at school. They can't go to school because we are unable to pay for the school fees. My children's future is in doubt now. Fighting has taken an innocent life and that has caused so much suffering. Right now my children and I are displaced and living with a family in Baya and it's been such a long time. They have been looking after us so it's obvious they can't go on taking care of us. I would like a place to stay and do small work to help raise money for my children's school fees. But who will help us? Who will give us a home or money to help us? My children and I have no place to call home. Ellen was married to somebody from Kandep and she's separated now and uh, she helps to look after kids who are orphans and also displaced due to tribal conflict. So, and she's stressing that it's really important that kids have a, a good future and uh, that future will not come if kids are caught in all these conflicts. I am from Wabek town and my mother is from Kandep. 
The name of this group is Sore Mama or Sad Mothers. We gave this name because it is made up of widows and women whose husbands have left them with their kids. Kandep is the worst place for tribal fighting. Men there are just happy to fight, and this makes it hard for women and children. Women and children have to flee their homes and villages to get away from the constant fighting. Those who have money can travel to other places or provinces for safety. Most don't have money, so they go to the neighboring villages. There was a recent fighting in my mother's place where women and children were fleeing and they were attempting to cross a lake where children drowned and their bodies were not recovered because it was hard to find them. If there were men with them, they could have saved the kids, but they were alone, so it was hard because the men were busy fighting and it was hard for the mothers. I took some of the kids who fled tribal conflict and they are with me. I am separated from my husband but look after other unfortunate kids. Kids are God's gift to us to take care of them. Men are not using their heads to help raise their children. They don't realize their children are future leaders. Their fighting has impacted on the lives of children and it breaks our hearts to see this. We at Sore Mamas are praying that God will help us to raise these children. I have three children and I am looking after them now. And it's hard for them to continue schooling because the transfer fees is 2,000 kina. And where can I get this kind of money? It's so hard. Where can we get this type of money to help them? It's hard so they are just at home. There is another student who was supposed to go to University of Technology, but my old mother had his fees, and this was stolen from her house. These are some of the challenges we face. Enga province is a beautiful province God has given us. It is yet to develop, so we are still struggling. The fighting is a result of people who are hungry for money, and our children are struggling to go to school. Those leaders and people with money who are buying guns in tribal fighting, they have enough blessings for themselves, their wives and their children. Instead of encouraging positive change, the elites are supplying guns to our people. Those of us who are struggling are not happy with our leaders for doing this. In our association, I am a human rights defender and coordinator. It is hard most times because I am a woman. But we believe that God is going to raise strong women to help stop tribal conflict. I am praying that God can open ways for us women to make that change in our community. This is Sisters Let's Talk with Hilda Wayne. Today's plan, uh, Saturday 18th of March 2023, was for myself and Natalie Whiting to go to Sark Valley, Henga Province, where there was supposed to be a peace ceremony. Now, while Natalie and I were in Port Moresby preparing to fly to Wabeg, a fighting in Sark had escalated. It escalated and 
uncles on the ground were saying the fighting was had erupted, but we didn't know it was that serious until we got here. And um, so, uh, unfortunately, the plan to go to Sak will not eventuate. Um, we will not be going to visit my uncles, and uh, I had planned for us to visit my grandmother's grave gravesite that will not eventuate as well. So I think that shows how quickly things can escalate in a tribal conflict in Enga province. Okay, I'm planning to get in Salem and you blow on the map. Me blow south. So you blow southern islands. Yes. So Natalie Whiting and I returned from Enga province. I'm in Port Moresby right now. It's bustling with so many activities. It's a big, big contrast to where I was just a day or two ago in Wabeg, listening to the martyrs who are impacted by tribal conflicts. To be in Port Moresby where I can see mothers just relaxed, selling food with the kids. I can see there's so many opportunities that they have for SME, uh, selling, trying to make money to support their families. And thinking of the mothers who are impacted by tribal conflict, who have no homes, and who want just an opportunity, a small opportunity to make money for themselves. Yeah, it's just a big contrast, but happy to see you know, so many mothers here having these opportunities to support their own families through SMEs, marketing, and so forth. And yes, it, it, you know, I, I just wonder and hope that the Sore Mamas and the mothers impacted by tribal conflicts in Enga province can also have same opportunities. So many similar stories throughout Enga province and uh, the highlands where this issue of tribal conflicts is really huge and impacting a lot of families, and especially uh, women and mothers. I would like to mention my very special guests today on this episode who've shared so much of their lives with us. Jane Kitungu, Roslyn Jaka, Bush Willie, Ellen Ipara, and Lydia Kitungu. Thank you all for opening up your hearts and sharing your stories on Sisters Let's Talk. I would also like to thank my colleague Natalie Whiting for taking me on this trip to do this project. This reporting was supported by the Sean Donny Grant for Pacific Journalism through the Walkley Public Fund. Thank you so much for joining me, Hilda Wayne, for Sisters Let's Talk on ABC Radio Australia a weekly show by Pacific Islands Women for Pacific Islands Women, where we get together to talk about the issues that are important to us. If you've missed an episode of the show, catch up on our podcast. You can listen on the ABC Pacific website or on your favorite podcast app. If you've got a topic you'd like me to cover on the show or any feedback, I'd love to hear from you. Send me a message anytime at the ABC Pacific Facebook page or email sisters at abc.net.au. That is S-I-S-T-A-S at abc.net.au. Next time on Sisters Let's Talk, gender-based violence can leave you feeling hopeless. How can we raise the next generation of men to respect and care for women?
you have to be unfortunately very conscious of what behaviours your sons are being exposed to. Like it might be challenging to find good role models for your sons, but it, there are good men out there. That's next time on Sisters Let's Talk. Sisters Let's Talk is presented and produced by me, Hilda Wayne. Our producer is Rachel Lucas, supervising producer is Kim Lester, and executive producer is Inga Stunsner. You heard translations from Natasha Metten. Additional support on this episode came from Richard Casey. Sisters Let's Talk is produced on Wurundjeri, Gungai Kurnai, Durambul Jagara, and Turbul Country, and is an ABC Radio Australia production. I'm Tasol Nabungimu next time.